Episode 12 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on November 8th, 2016. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, the Class Changes livestream is out, replayable chapters are in, I'll give you the scoop on how they'll work in Knights of the Eternal Throne. Also this week, I'll take a look at all 16 chapters from Knights of the Fallen Empire, and I'll tell you which ones I look forward to replaying, and which ones I don't. And, of course, I'll have all of the assorted news and notes, so without further ado, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to Episode 12 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I am your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another fantastic show lined up for you today. So, first up, let's review some announcements for the Old Republic. And first up, I am blogging. That's right, I've started to do a little bit of blogging on the official podcast site, SotorPodcast.com, and it turns out that November is International Picture Post Month, and the challenge is to post 50 screenshots from any game during the month of November. So in honor of that and the fifth anniversary for Star Wars The Old Republic, I've decided to post some of my memorable moments from the last five years. So please check it out on the blog section of SotorPodcast.com. And of course, if you follow me on Twitter, and that's at Sotor Podcast, I will tweet out every time that I do a blog post. No regular schedule for that or any other blog post, just something I want to do to supplement the things I do in the podcast. And speaking of the podcast, here is my upcoming podcast schedule. Episode 13, I should be fine to deliver that to you on November the 15th. Episode 14th, 14 normally would be on November 22nd. No promises. I'm actually going to take a, a pr- pretty decent vacation here. I am going to try and squeeze that one out before I leave. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be able to get that done. Definitely will not be a podcast on November the 29th. Yes, I know that's early release. And no, it has nothing to do with that. But that vacation I talked about, it's a fairly long one. So unfortunately, I will be on vacation and miss out on the early release. I will do an episode on December the 6th, and of course I'll talk about my progress and impressions of Knights of the Eternal Throne. Now moving on to the remaining live streams slash blog schedule for Bioware. On November 10th, they're going to do a live stream with special guests. I'm not quite sure what the topics and things will be. Then a week later on November 17th, they're going to do uh, New Planets and Story Insights with Charles Boyd, or as they're calling it, Storytime with Charles. And then finally, on November the 23rd, will be the Knights of the Eternal Throne wrap-up and Q&A. That will be their final live stream. Now, regarding the promotions, of course, if you are subscribed on or by November the 27th, you can still get the Rapid Recon Walker. It is too late, however, to get the Shea Vizsla Companion. You needed to be subscribed by October 25th. And, of course, if you are subscribed from the 25th through uh, the 27th of November, that's if you are subscribed by October 25th 
through the 27th of November, you would have early access to Knights of the Eternal Throne. But regarding Shea Vizsla, though, if you're a fan and you missed out, there is a way where you can kind of get yourself a poor man's Shea Vizsla. And what you can do is you can get yourself a female companion, uh, preferably one that dual wields blasters, right? Because I think that's that's what Shea Vizsla will do. And then go ahead and slap on some of Shea Vizsla's armor. Of course, you're going to have to equip the helmet and make the helm helmet visible. And then you can go running around and it will look like you have the Shea Vizsla companion and no one will think twice as you go zipping by and like, wow, that guy's got, that person's got Shea Vizsla. How cool for a companion. I, I missed out on that. I wish I had it. And there'll be none the wiser that you don't actually have the real Shea Vizsla that you have, as I call it, the poor man's. Shea Vizsla. So just a little little pro tip there. Regarding the Dark versus Light event and the double XP events that are going on, just a reminder too that the Dark versus Light event will end on November 29th, as will the double XP. That too is going to end on November 28th, or 29th, I should say. So still time to work on those last achievements as well as level up any tunes. Uh, the reward, the companion reward for the Dark versus Light event will be decided on November the 15th. And though, as I've said over and over again, it's been kind of decided already in that we believe it's going to be Master Ranos, the light side companion. So that's all of the announcements I have. Let's slice the holonet and check out the news this week. And I guess the big topic or the big news this week was that Bioware canceled the Class Changes live stream and opted to talk about replayable chapters, uh, one of the new features in Knights of the Eternal Throne. They have uh, posted class changes on the forums. I'm not going to cover that this week. My plan will be to talk about all of that next week. So this week I'm going to focus on the replayable chapters. And here's how that is going to work. So first of all, it applies to all Knights of the Fallen Empire and Knights of the Eternal Throne chapters, so I believe 25 chapters at all. It will also apply to the HK55 bonus chapter. However, that's only going to be one mode and story mode only. So if you have access, though, to the HK55 bonus chapter, you will have the opportunity to replay that, which I think is kind of cool. These story chapters will have three levels of difficulty, story, veteran, and master. Only story and veteran will be available at launch. There's going to be a new UI to launch the chapters and set the difficulties, and you'll access it through the Galactic Command System uh, UI initially. And then once you have a chapter, you'll be multiple places with you can go in there and alter the difficulty. Now, the choices you make from your first playthrough are permanent. That's your story. So the first, so if you've already played Knights of the Fallen Empire, uh, the, all the way through, whatever choices you made are permanent. You cannot change those choices. However, when you go and replay a chapter, you can make all the other choices and see what you missed out on, hear all the different dialogue choices, get the backstory from some of those chapters. Um, also, if you make dark and light side choices, those choices you make, you will earn dark and light side points as part of the new dark light side system coming in Knights of the Eternal Throne. But again, just the initial choices you made from your first playthrough are permanent. That is your story. There are no prerequisites for playing a difficulty level. You can jump right in on veteran mode if you like. Now, if you do this, you say, hey, I'm going to be a tough guy or whatever, and just go straight for the challenge, and you start down that 
difficulty level of veteran and you get a little ways in and you realize it's too slow, things are too hard to kill, you're dying a little bit, you can downshift the difficulty at any point in time when you're in the middle of the chapter. So um, you can shift from veteran to story at any time. It does not work the other way around. So if you're on story mode and decide, oh, you know what, I, I, I meant to do veteran, you can't just swap it to veteran and then carry on. You will have to reset this chapter and start it from the beginning. And this is so you just can't skip all the trash and then go to the bosses, right? You're going you're to do all the trash on story mode where it's really easy and then you're just going to do the bosses on veteran mode. No, no, you can't do that. They said veteran mode is balanced for mid-tier end game gear and an influence level 20 companion and that it's also tuned around the a DPS player with a healing companion. So just something to keep in mind there. And again, uh, all the gear that you're going to get, right, that mid-tier and end-game gear is all going to come from the Galactic Command. So uh, it's, it's just interesting to note that I'm, I'm actually glad that they're tuning content like this, even though it's, you know, it's solo-based around uh, you having this better gear that's coming out in, in Knights of the Eternal Throne. I mean, you know, normally, usually this type of stuff, you don't need the, the better gear, and it's just kind of reserved, well, in this case, for PvP and or operations. But now, actually, they are doing content like Uprisings and even these story chapters that will require you to be in better gear if you hope to complete it. And keep in mind, that's what veteran gear is tuned for. There's going to be a master level coming later, which I assume was going to be tuned around you having some of the, 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 the best gear in the game. They're going to be new achievements. Uh, they also said that you can bring friends to help you with the veteran level. So, which of course is going to make it much, much easier. I don't know how many people you, you can do. Probably a group of four, I'm guessing. Also, the chapters are going to scale to your level. So, for example, if you're doing Knights of the Fallen Empire, it's scaled around level 60 to 70 and level 65 to 70 for Knights of the Eternal Throne. So if you're level 70 and you go back and replay those, Knights of the Fallen Empire chapters, it's going to scale to level 70. So, so it will not be easy mode at all. And they said that veteran mode will be one of the strongest sources of uh, GCP, the Galactic Command Points, uh, if you're doing things solo. Not, not overall, but you know, if you're someone that just doesn't want to do any group stuff and you're just out there doing solo, this is where you want to go to earn, you know, the biggest, largest pool of Galactic Command Points uh, from, from solo mode. It's going to earn more than more than doing daily quests, more than doing heroics, and obviously more than doing story mode. So that's it. That's the replayable chapters in a nutshell. So what do I think about this? Well, I think there's a impact on alts, certainly. I mean, in the past... If you wanted to replay the stories, any of them, whether it was Macab or Knights of the Fallen Empire, any any of that story content, content, you had to do it on an alt. And it's part of the reason why I have such a huge army of alts. I think on one server I've got up to 22 characters, and the majority of them are level 65. I haven't brought them all through Knights of the Fallen Empire, but uh, a good majority of them I have. And the Galactic Command system is a character-based system. Um, so I'm going to be working on my main tune as long as I can. And it could be a very long while before I break out my alts this time around. 
fact, I think crafting is probably the, the, the only thing that might drive me to play some alts sooner rather than later. But for the most part, I envision just being on my main tune, which is, which is a mercenary, by the way, for a, a good period, period of time while I work on that galactic command, which means I'm going to go ahead and replay some of these chapters primarily on my main tune. And, and it's just going to be a while before I see my alt. So I think this system's a little bit, uh, alt unfriendly right now, which is, Kind of ironic, I guess, because this game has been very alt-friendly, and this is probably the first first real instance of that sort of shifting. And I'm not sure that it's meant to be an intentional shift. By the way, it's just the nature of the systems and features that they're uh, they're putting in place for Knights of the Eternal Throne. Now, companions, remember they they said I said it was tuned around you having a DPS player and a companion with influence level of twenty. So getting a companion to level 20 is actually pretty easy. And I, I've complained multiple times now about the companion influence system and what it takes to get a companion to, to, to that max influence level of 50. And it's a pain in the butt. But getting to level 20 really isn't that bad. It's actually pretty, pretty easy, easy. So it's a, it's a low number. It's not that hard to obtain. And so obviously the higher the influence level you have in a companion, the better. But keep in mind, too, there are some chapters where you don't have a companion, and there are some chapters that require you to do things with specific companions. And I haven't played around with this at all. Normally, when I'm doing the story, I've just been doing it to get through the story, and I've been playing along. So I haven't tried in certain places to see if I could dismiss the companion that the story gives me and then pull out a different companion. I'm sure there are instances where you can do that and instances where you cannot. So just... Something you might want to try, right, uh, as you're as you're going through these replays to make sure that you've got a high-level uh, companion. But you'll definitely want to check your story companions and work on their influence level. It also means that you may want to use the companion terminal to get back any you've lost through the Knights of the Fallen Empire story just to beef, beef them up ahead of replaying these chapters. That's something you might want to do, and I'll, I guess I'll... I don't know if anything's really spoilers right now, but but just, you know, if you can, can play through it, go to the terminal. You know who you've lost. You know who you can get back. Uh, one of the things that was interesting, they said, you will continue to earn influence for companions as you replay the chapters, right? So as you make choices, you earn companion influence as you go along with, with, with some of the story characters as you've, as you've had them out or not. And you're going to continue to do that. So this is going to be a good way for you to... Uh, increase the influence level of some of these characters without actually having to just, you know, shower them with these expensive gifts. In fact, you might want to do that as if you're trying to get more and more companions uh, up to a higher influence level. You might want to skip giving on the gift giving for these companions that you know will get influenced through replaying the chapters. Just, just something to think about that. One of the things they didn't mention and which I'd be curious to know is are all these chapters going to be equal because some chapters will certainly be easier than others to play. And the real question is, do they all reward the same amount of uh, galactic command points? And I mean, and, and again, I think those, those command points are going to be the primary reason why players are going to want to go back and complete these chapters on a, on a regular basis. Yes, there are, there are new achievements and things and that's fine. And that will appeal to some people, but I think the primary reason to go back and replay the chapters is a just to maybe challenge yourself and and to earn this this galactic command points. So I don't know if there'll be a 
formula that players come up with, I'm sure there will be actually, um, to kind of look at the chapters and you'll be able to pick and choose which chapters to go and replay for sort of this maximum efficiency, speed, kind of like what we saw people do with their heroics. But it'll be interesting to see how that those galactic command points are earned and whether or not it's going to be an equal amount of points per replay of, of each chapter. So until we know that, we won't know if there's going to be sort of like a sweet spot of chapters to go back in and in, in replay in, in a specific order and, and which ones you want to target. So that's the, 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 the system for the replay and how it's going to work. And as I said, it's going to apply to Knights of the Eternal Throne, which we're, we're waiting on, which will be coming here in, in, in just a few short weeks, as well as the chapters for Knights of the Fallen Empire. So what I thought I would do now is kind of take a look at each chapter from Knights of the Fallen Empire and kind of give you my thoughts on which ones I'm likely to replay, which ones I don't even want to go near again, and, you know, thoughts on, on, on the difficulty level at that. So let, let's start with chapter one, which is the hunt. I will probably replay this one a lot because it means the return of Darth Mar. And which also leads me to question, what happens if you start the replay of a chapter and then exit? I assume if it's not your first time through, it will completely exit you from the chapter and you'll have to restart. Um, not really sure how that's going to work. And especially because some of these chapters also take place in both instanced areas and very public environments. So what happens if you're in a public environment? Is the difficulty going to scale up in that public area? Or is it just going to be in the, in the instance parts? Don't really know and don't really know what happened. And we don't know what's going to happen if you're, say, in the endless swamp and you decide to you know, go to one of your strongholds or hightail it to the fleet or do something, whether or not you'll be able to get back in there and pick up where you left off at that point, or if you're just going to have to start over again, have to wait and see. But chapter one, as I was saying, uh, is the return of Darth Maul. And he's not, you know, you don't play with him as a companion for the whole chapter, but you certainly get him towards the end. So one of the things you might want to do is bring a stack of gifts and level him up. Like, go into there and just start handing him gifts. You know, like, oh, Marm, buddy, it's good to see you again. So glad to see you in this non, in your regular alive form and not that stupid, sappy little force ghost form that we saw, uh, see later on. You know, the real original Darth Mar. But you might want to give him some gifts and get his influence level up to at least 20, uh, if you're doing this in veteran mode. And I'm focusing on veteran mode here. And I'm now probably going to have a personal goal of getting him to influence level 50, even though this is like the only point in time where I can use him. Be interesting to see too here. And back to what I was saying about what happens if you exit. So if you what, and I'd be curious if you replay, choose to replay chapter one, can you then exit it and have Darth Mar as a companion to run around and do stuff with while that chapter is, is is still active I, I i've got to think that they're they're not going to allow that that to happen but that would be kind of a way right to kind of get darth mar back as a companion give you a reason to, to get his influence up to level 50 you know and then you say i'm going to replay chapter one you know psych and then you exit out and go run around and do heroics and other things with darth mar as your companion i'm going to try that <laughs> i don't think it'll work but i'm definitely going to try that so that's Probably my main reason for wanting to go and replay chapter one. It's just, just, just to, to play with Darth Mar. And it really shouldn't be too, too difficult. I don't think I'll be curious to see because there are sections of it, by the way, 
where you don't have a companion and you are going up against some elite mobs and, and so forth. And, you know, it, it did look from the demo that the, the, the veteran is not going to be uh, a cakewalk. Obviously, it'll be doable, but it is designed to be harder. And I don't know how well it's going to play out for those sections where you don't have a companion. Have to wait and see. So chapter two is called A Dream of Empire, right? This And this is speaking of, of, of chapters where you fight without a companion. This is a good example of one. Um and I don't think you can just arbitrarily pull one out, like if you have Nico Okar or just anyone. I don't know if you can just pull out a companion as you're going through that. Again, like not something I tried on any tune while I was playing it. Have to wait and see. Um, and you don't get any special abilities here, like that backpack in Chapter 12. So you're really on your own. But it's a relatively short chapter. has a mix of silver and gold elites. Uh, a couple of those monoliths. And I think one is a champion level when you get to the Zyost pot. Uh, portion. So if it's tuned appropriately and it knows that you're fighting without a companion, this might be one, another one that I go in there and try and do on a regular basis because it's, it's not all that, that long and it's, it's pretty straightforward. All right. Chapter three, Outlander. Now this is the one that they showed off, uh, in the live stream. And one word on this one, Sky Troopers. And uh, two more words, hell no. If there's one chapter that I am probably aiming to skip or maybe just go through one and only one time, it's going to be Chapter 3, Outlander. It is absolutely one of my least favorites because there's just so much trash. It has that Walker boss. I mean, it's got that droid encounter. I think you have to fight these two Knights of cool, uh as, as another boss-type uh, fight towards the end of the chapter. But it's just tons and tons and tons of combat combat. You do use Lana Benico as your companion as you go through this. But yeah, definitely going to be on my low priority list for replays on this one. Uh, chapter four is the gravestone. This, this one involves a lot of fighting as well. And you're going to be doing it with HK 55, Lana and Koth. Um, again, have to see if you can swap out other companions. Uh, this is also one that takes place in some non-instance areas. And, you know, I already talked about not sure how that's going to function if those mobs there will scale to your, the difficulty that you're on. But, um, this is another length, fairly lengthy trap chapter. It's not too bad. I mean, like I said, it's kind of long, but I like the dialogue options in this one. It's a good one to do if you want to try and get like the full backstory of things, especially those discussions you have with Lana. As she's kind of filling you in on the events between the, the Republic and the Empire and the cool's invasion. It's also got that cool grotto where you find the fresh water spring, which is one of the neatest looking areas in the game. And I, I kind of like the idea of revisiting it. So this one, not the highest priority for me, but probably one that I may be inclined to, to give a look or two as, as we go through Night to the Eternal Throne. Uh, chapter five is called From the Grave. This is probably, I'm guessing, the first chapter that might pose real challenges. I mean, you've got the initial fight to the bridge of the gravestone, which, which again, you do by yourself. But then there's that big battle outside, which is basically, you know, several boss fights. You have the droids, you have the Knights of the Cool. I think there's a, there's a walker in there. And then there's also a lot of downtime after the big fight uh, before you conclude the chapter and take off, I believe. Uh, you know, I remember there's that, so you remember you you helped Senya and Lana get the ship out and, and all that stuff. So 
So it's a, it's 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 a big mix of stuff. I but I think it'll be interesting to see because of the the boss fights involved that this would probably, like I said, be the first one to pose a little bit of a challenge in in that veteran mode. Uh, chapter six is is Asylum, which is another interesting chapter. It has two key parts, right? The first is rescuing Tora, which involves a lot of trash as well as some silver and gold elites. I'm a big fan of the roast Gorak vendor, and just I don't know, I can just like listen. Listening to him hawk that roast gorak. I wish you could actually buy it in the game. I mean, we're, we're teased about it, but you, you can't buy it. But anyway, and I also love the bit about Tanovic's mother. I think that's a very funny bit of dialogue. So those those two things alone will probably have me come back to this this chapter. Um, part two is the Scions, and this is the one where they put you through some trials that end you facing off against Heskel. I don't like the Heskel encounter. And I'm pretty sure it's done without a companion, so I don't know how tough it will be. But I always found this one to be a little bit annoying and a little bit too long, by the way. So a little bit of pro and con with Asylum. Um, so, But I'll probably go back and, and do that one a little bit. Chapter 7 is The Lady of Sorrows. Uh, I am not a fan of this one. And this will absolutely be low on my priority list, right? Hanging around there, there with Chapter 3. Lots and lots of trash. You fight with Senya. You fight with T7. It's a long chapter. You work your way through the sewers and then into the old world. Uh, there's a fight with Senya in the cantina where she doesn't really help you. And I've actually not paid attention while I'm doing this, and I've died to it before. That's on the current mode that's in there now. So I think that will be a little bit tough initially in, the, in this veteran mode. You also have to slog through Breaktown. And that's a place I do not like. And um, and then once you get to like the Zildrog hideout, you have to fight your way through lots and lots of them. And I imagine that they'll be tough. So this chapter is just uh, probably one of my least favorites and very low on the replay priority list. Uh, chapter 8 is Taking Flight. Uh, this is one where you get to fight Archon twice. And also lots of trash. I'll be curious to see how the Archon encounters are. Um, in a higher difficulty mode. So I'll come back and, and give this one a look. But again, not one of my favorites. Uh, chapter 9 is The Alliance. This is kind of the closing chapter and introduction to Odessan. They said this will be replayable, but it's probably not going to be worth doing because there's a lot of running around. It's a lot of dialogue. And there's not really anything in the way of combat. So it's not really meant to be replayed. So I uh, probably will skip on that. Chapter 10, Anarchy in Paradise. Another chapter that will be low on my list. Again, lots of Sky Troopers grinding, and they also tend to be very spread out in this one. Not that, you know, AoEing down is something that you'll be able to do a lot of in veteran mode, but again, uh, not interested in it. And as much as I'd like to see what those guys, those Federici Beta or whatever he's called in action, it's just too much trash. Droids, knights, sometime in pairs. I do like the end fight, and I don't think I've done the big dark side option but one time. So I'll give it a go in veteran, just and mainly just to be able to be, you know, an evil bastard and blow everything up, but not looking forward to this one. Chapter 11, Disavowed. This is actually one of my favorite chapters. It's not too long. It has a good mix of combat and other stuff. This is the one where you work with Havoc Squad. Uh, the puzzle that's there is no longer a puzzle, so it goes quick. Uh, there's a 
big challenge fight in the beginning, you know, where you've got a couple of walkers and a bit, it's just a, just a big lot going on there. And then you've got an end, uh, battle with some tough mobs sprinkled in, you know, some knights of the cool and then the big droid at the end. But it doesn't take that long. It's a fun chapter. I like this chapter. So this will definitely be higher on my list of replay targets. Uh, chapter 12, Visions in the Dark. This is one of those chapters that I think I like better than I actually do. I like the jumping around. I think the backpack is a little bit too bulky. You you can get a beast companion, which is kind of cool. And you do get to fight Valkorian, and you do get to fight Valen. But Darth Mar is in such a sad state, um, which so it really has that going going against it. I can't stand listening to him Babylon in this chapter. Probably much what you're thinking right now as you look at your watch and say, "Is this podcast still going?" Yes, I'm still talking. But so I'll I'll give this a look. But again, I I, I kind of like I said, it's one where I think it's really cool, but then in the end I go through it and I'm like you know I don't really like this as much as I thought. Moving on to chapter thirteen, profit and plunder. By far my favorite chapter in the whole story. And I think there's some decent replay value there, here with the only tough fight being that big droid encounter at the end. This is probably going to be number one on my list because it is just such a fun chapter. And you've got instances where you've got, you know, both Galt and Vet out by your side. So be curious to see how this one plays out. Uh, chapter 14 is Mandalore's Revenge. It's another chapter that I like. I like that Darvanus was a revisitable place. There are a lot of instance areas for the story. It flows pretty well. So again, this is one that I will be inclined to replay um, when when that's available. Chapter 15, The Gemini Deception. I like this one too. I'm a little nervous about the part where you take that damage over time, right? I think there's one of these traps that the, the Gemini captain sets in. Uh, you've got to disable some items and then these droids come and they repair them. And I imagine that this, that, that will probably be the trickiest part of this whole encounter. Um, but, uh, but I look forward to, to giving that a try. And of course, the final chapter is the Battle of Odessin. I like this chapter too. It's a good mix of trash and bosses. I'm hopefully those turrets will get buffed up a little bit that you can get. And I just look forward to seeing the Arkan fight with a bit more challenge to it and maybe you're really going to have to respect the mechanics when you go up against him in that final final battle so chapter 16 is one that i actually look forward to to doing again so so that's it that's all 16 chapters like i said i, I tend to like the later chapters more so than i do the earlier chapters um but looking ahead i think my focus is going to be uprisings and of course the new chapters in knights of the eternal throne but i'll certainly mix in some of these knights of the fallen empire chapters as well so, finally this week, they also showed a small clip from Knights of the Eternal Throne story. Alright, so this is a little bit spoilerish, but very mild. I'd say it's akin to a movie trailer, and it had some dialogue between Valkorian and you, the Outlander. So, spoiler alert, let's have a listen to a, a, a bit of this. You think you are unassailable, but consider the cost of your victory. Thousands killed. A planet devastated. There is only one way to end this chaos and bring order to the galaxy. You must seize the Eternal Throne. 
even the most noble leader risks corruption on the seat of your twisted throne. You are no ordinary leader. You fell before my influence, but it couldn't contain you. You hunted me countless times, and always you survived. You were the Alliance commander, champion of fear, and conqueror of my every challenge. No one is more worthy of taking the throne. Not even my children. Do you count yourself among that number? My time has passed. Only you can take the Eternal Throne. It is your destiny. Alright, so nothing we haven't heard before, right? I mean, it's our destiny to take the throne. But what I did find interesting here is when Valkorion says that his time is has passed. I am not buying this. I am not buying it for one single minute. I like Valkorion. I think he's a cool character. Um, but I do not trust him at all. And when he says that his time has passed, I, I don't believe that for a second. I mean, he has been manipulating this whole thing. We still don't know what his plan is. We will find out. And I'm told that that maybe that clip was like a little bit early on in the story. But I am not buying for a second that he believes his time has passed. I think he believes his time is now. And he needs us, for whatever reason, to get him there. So, with that, I definitely hear the music. And that can mean only one thing. You have managed to survive another half an hour listening to episode 12 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is currently SotorPodcast.com, and there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast, and be sure to follow us on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. And tune in next week for episode 13. And remember the Sith code, cake is alive.